tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Pilati. This is our second episode this week because I took last week off, so you guys might have listened to Sunday's episode. I believe it was Sunday when we actually posted it, but then this is this week's normally planned episode, Thursday's episode. So thank you for bearing with me as I've gotten my ducks in a row. I feel like life has just been madness with all of my traveling, which very lucky to be doing all that traveling, but... I think I've said this before, I am realizing as I become an adult how this might be like an unpopular thing to say, but I don't love traveling as much as I thought I did when I was younger. Like, I, you know, there's always these fantasies of going to faraway places and all that. And even when I was studying abroad my junior year of college, I loved traveling, but that was because I had very limited responsibilities at the time, work-wise, life-wise, you know, having my own apartment wasn't a thing, having all these things I have to do, paying my taxes, bills, real life human things. So when you have all those things going away on a trip, when you're there, obviously it's amazing. But then like part of me is thinking about how horrible it's going to be when I get back and have to like, you know, pick up everything where I left off, but also make up for lost time. It's very stressful to travel. No one talks about that. And also, I just have a lot of traveler's anxiety. I'm the kind of person that obviously gets there early to the airport by many hours, but also just every step of the journey of traveling, I am just constantly stressed. I don't know what that says about me, but like, just a certain things. I'm like, okay, the the passports need to be in the safe and we need to make sure we schedule our COVID tests. And there's just so many things. So, you know, being back home here in New York has been lovely for the past few days, but now I'm gearing up to go away again. I think I mentioned this briefly in the last episode, but I'm leaving on Friday morning to go to South Carolina. My sister's graduation is this weekend. Anyone who's followed me for a long time and remembers my sister in my early content on YouTube, she was a literal child, didn't even have her two front teeth. I think when I started filming, like it was that long ago. And now that girl is graduating. She is 22 years old now. She's graduating from South Carolina. She's doing early education. I think I've mentioned this already. I feel like a broken record, but very proud of her. I have a few events in New York on Friday night that I'm missing to go to the graduation because, well, here's the thing. So graduation's at 3 p.m. on Saturday, but Friday night, my sister has this senior like event, bar event, parents and family, senior, I don't even know, like something college And she was like, it would mean a lot to me if you can come to that. And of course, I'm the kind of person that always tries to do it all. I'm like, I can do it all. I can go because Friday night is actually also one of my friend's birthday parties or two of my friend's birthday parties. It's a joint birthday extravaganza. And then there's another friend of mine who's also having a birthday party that night. 
lots of birthdays just overlap in New York, I found. You'll have a few weeks where there's like no one was born. And then all of a sudden, it's just like a million people. So I had those plans Friday night. And then, of course, now I'm going to the – obviously, family always comes first. You'll never look back and regret choosing your family if you're close with your family, which I am. So I decided – I was like, you know what? I could go to the both of the birthday parties Friday night and then wake up at like 6 a.m. to go to South Carolina so I make sure I'm not missing the ceremony. But also, I'll, number one, be hungover and exhausted and have to sit out in the heat at the graduation you know, in South Carolina, it's supposed to be really hot. I'm like preparing myself. I'm going to put sunscreen on. It's outdoor. Um, but if I were to do that and go to the birthday parties, I would just be a disaster. And I, I'm getting to the point now, guys, where I know myself. There were moments in college where I was just like, you know, we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants and just figure it out. Like the number of times I went from a party to the airport and wanted to die. There's nothing worse than being hung over, violently hung over on an airplane where you really like, you're claustrophobic, you're next to other people. There's really nowhere to go. There really isn't anywhere to go except for the bathroom. There's only a limited amount of time you can really stay in there without someone calling the police or something. But I guess, how do they call the police on the airplane? I guess you'd have to like do an emergency landing. Anyway, so I just, I refuse. I know myself. I refuse to be hung over on an airplane unless like, it's a bachelorette party. There's just certain reasons why it makes sense and like it's kind of inevitable. But for this reason, I I know myself now. I know it would be too much for me to do the birthday parties and make it to the flight and get there in one piece. And also my sister really wants me to be there Friday night. So I'm choosing my sister in this moment. It's like when you know in your head, it's like the angel and devil on your shoulders. You know what the right thing is to do. Most of us know this can go for many different things. We know the right answer some of the time or most of the time, I'd say. We know what the right thing is to do and we know what the wrong thing is that could maybe you can kind of swing it, but you'll be mad at yourself for doing it. Catch my drift. So I know future Katie, current Katie wants to do it all, but I know future Katie is going to be glad that current Katie decided to honor her and not and not make a mistake by doing it all. So I'm sad I'm missing those birthday parties, but it's going to be fine. We're traveling to South Carolina. I'm going to be there for a few days, help my sister move out of her college house, which is definitely going to be emotional. I got emotional moving out of my college house because it's really just like it's a rude awakening into the real world. It's like you have to pack up four years of memories, say bye to your friends who you might not be in the same state as. Like that's the biggest tragedy of going away to college a lot of the times is you all come from different places to go to that school and the odds that you're going to get a job in the same state or city, like city even, as your friends it's pretty slim. I mean, for me, it was really lucky because most people, I went to Elon in North Carolina and most people that go to that school, in my experience, or most people I was friends with, let me just not generalize. Most people I was friends with from my school were from up north, either Boston, New York, Connecticut, Jersey, that sort of thing. So everyone sort of kind of ended up in New York City because that's like the major city with a lot of jobs for all the different all the different career paths that people were studying at Elon. Lots of business stuff, lots of finance, lots of sales, you know. Boston's also up there, of course, but you know, I think my friends were actually kind of split at the end of college between Boston and New York, but now like everyone's here, which is really really lucky, but that does not always happen. And I was telling my sister about that because she has a bunch of friends just going 
all over the place. And that's, so that's sad. You're emotional about that, but your friends being all scattered around and some people don't know what they're doing, which is actually totally normal. Even if you do know what you're doing, you don't know if it's the right thing. You're like, okay, I took this job, but I don't know if it's right. It's actually absurd that people, you know, are kind of expected to know what it is they're doing with the rest of their life by the time they cross the stage of graduation. I remember feeling so insecure for the weeks leading up to me getting my job offer because I was like, oh my God, what if I told people I was going to maybe get this job and I don't get it and then I have to cross the stage at graduation without a job. Lo and behold, I ended up quitting said job after a year and six months to do something totally different that doesn't even require a college degree. So there's that. I mean, that just goes to show if anyone's young and just graduated college listening to this podcast, I say young, like younger than me, I mean, like it's not young by any means. Like, I mean, we're all young. That's what I should say. But if you don't know or you just know that it's not an end-all be-all. Every single person that I'm close with in the city, I can confidently say every single one of my friends in New York that had a corporate job, that like got a job or had one at graduation has since changed jobs at least once, maybe twice. A lot of people actually twice. So totally normal. I'm, I guess, four years out of college now. My sister and I are exactly four and a half years apart from each other. So when I was graduating college, she was graduating high school. So I guess in a way I'm graduating the first, <laughs> what do you call it? Like I've graduated the college of life <laughs> right now, I guess I'm just continuing on though. I still am probably just as clueless about what the future holds. I truly have no idea. I like try to think about it sometimes and then I get overwhelmed and decide to move on to more pressing matters, AKA the present. I've always said this guys, I've said this time and time again, you're probably sick of me saying this, but if you've one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you are crouched deep in the present and that is just an uncomfortable straddle to do. So might as well be two feet in the present, maybe a little lookout to either way, but don't dwell too much in it. Anyway, so I guess where was I? I'm going to be in South Carolina through the weekend. So if you guys are in South Carolina, come say hey. I'll be at USC. <laughs> Um, not to be confused with the University of Southern California. I like, can't say USC because everyone assumes I mean Southern California, which is weird because it's so far away, but I guess it's like a really legit school. Not that South Carolina isn't, but you know, I feel like I would never in a million years have gotten into University of Southern California. It's a very hard school to get into. I had a pipe dream once about being a cinema major there, but I've heard that that program is especially hard to get into. So, but anyway. Alas, driving from South Carolina on like Tuesday or Wednesday, we're going to Maryland for a few days, which is where I'm from. And my sister just let me know that we have to leave a day later because there's this rafting adventure, this like rite of passage, she says that, or it's not rafting, I'm assuming there's a raft involved, but it's like a you drift down a river, like a specific river in South Carolina, and that is like the senior rite of passage thing you do when you're graduating. And they're doing that on like Tuesday. She goes, you can come if you want, unless you're working. And I'm like, oh my God, I am adventurous somewhat, but I feel as though I might not fare well in that um, situation, but stay tuned. I'll let you guys know if I end up doing it. I might have some calls conveniently at that time, but we'll see. She's like, yeah, bring a bathing suit. I'm like, oh God, picture me just like lazy river, but like in an actual river. I've done lazy river in like at resorts, but those are clean and there's no animals in there and rocks and sharp objects. So we'll see how that goes. But doing that, driving home, 
And then after that, I have a wedding for a childhood friend that following weekend. So a lot of things going on that are not in New York. But one thing I do want to say, actually, that just came into my mind that I forgot about. I actually said like two episodes ago, I think it was either two or the most recent one. I was talking about a friend of mine from high school that I've known like my whole life. It was in the Sonder episode. Back to the Sonder of it all. There was this friend of mine that I was really close with when I was younger And we went to the same college. We were in the same elementary school, middle school, high school, college, all of the above. And we fell out of touch kind of after that because we just went on our separate ways as friends sometimes drift apart. But she actually – so she listens to the podcast. And as I was saying, if you guys remember, I was saying how it's crazy how you can go along this path with someone else. Like you're together in it and go in such different directions and end up in such different places. Like I said, I think I said verbatim, like she has her life figured out. She is living her dream in DC, lawyer, dream job, has like this dream man that she's probably going to marry or whoever. I, I don't even know what I said specifically, but it was along those lines of like, she has her life together. And I am here where I feel like I am just making up every day as it goes. I have no idea what the future looks like. I don't even know if I'm doing the present correctly. Like, I don't even know. I have no prospects for a man, no prospects for purchasing a home. Like, I don't even know anything. So that was like kind of where I had gone with that thought. And she actually listens to the podcast and she texted me. And this was a huge shock because first of all, I just, I always assume that no one listens to the podcast. I know people listen to the podcast, but I don't think about it. Like if that makes sense. Like I love doing this and speaking via a podcast because the best part is there's like no comments. You can't really see who's listening. It's just like this very cool method of putting your thoughts out into the universe where obviously people can judge you in the form of podcast reviews and they're brutal. So I don't read them. But other than that, like unless someone tells me they listen, I really don't know who listens to the podcast. So Anyway, she texted me and was like, hey, I heard your latest episode. And she knew I was clearly talking about her. Like, it's there's no way around it. Like, obviously, I was very – like, I wasn't specific, specific, but I was specific enough where she could figure it out. And she said – I don't even remember the exact words. I don't want to read her exact words. But she said along the lines of, you have no idea how much I can relate to this in the sense that, like, I – see you and think that you have it all figured out or more than me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it might seem like it, but like, I would think the same of you, which really goes to show that those people, especially that you kind of fall out of touch with, that you just see their lives on social media, you really don't know. You assume like, oh, they're clearly doing great because of all this stuff, but you really don't know, especially when you're not on like texting everyday terms anymore. We used to text every day, like that sort of thing, right? And we just drifted apart because life does that. So you really can't assume just because you knew someone that you know them now and you know their story. It's just, it's wild. It kind of reminds me of that Taylor Swift song where she's like, I used to watch you fall asleep or something. What was it? I used to watch, I used to something and then now... I don't know you anymore. Oh, God, I'm the worst Taylor Swift fan for not knowing this off the top of my head. I need a co-host for this very reason. Someone who's equally as obsessed with thoughts and quotes and stories and Taylor Swift. But you know what I'm talking about. Someone will DM me and tell me what I'm trying to come up with here. But anyway, that's kind of life update for you guys. I always end up being super thoughtful and introspective when I'm home or when I'm like, in the general home vicinity with my family. So hopefully next week I'll have some great 
things to share. I'll be in Maryland, I think. Yeah, I'll be in Maryland when I record next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. But I do, before I get into the meat of today's episode, what I've really been thinking about and pondering, I want to read a DM I got from you guys, which I love when people who listen to the podcast DM me because I've said this before, we have our own special little bubble here. And you guys are my my favorite people, okay? You're my favorite kids. Like, <laughs> not kids. That's You know what I mean? It's like of the people that I am acquainted with via me being an internet personality, like people that listen to me, that watch my videos, that we, we chat like in the DMs, you guys are my favorite because you are the special ones, okay? You're my special ones. So this person DM'd me. And she goes, I literally just finished listening to your podcast about Sonder and was thinking about how people really are passing by all the time, living their own lives. But also right afterwards, so after she listened to the episode, she says, I went to Starbucks. I'm waiting at a busy intersection and I see my ex-boyfriend of six years sitting at the intersection in his car. (laughs) I've not seen him in two years and of course have always wondered what it would be like if I run into him. So it made me think it's interesting about the reverse and how people who are once lovers can become strangers and how fate brings them back to the same place. The crazy part about that, the sonder of it all, is it's a pretty high chance that he didn't even notice you. Not to say you're not amazing, but like, you know, when I'm in the car, I'm so focused on getting from point A to point B or I'm focused on, I mean, I haven't been in a car driving in a long time because I live in New York, obviously. But when I am, I'm usually focused about like on the directions because I'm really bad at directions, like figuring out where I'm going or listening to something on the radio or like deep in my thoughts and, you know, trying to like focus on driving. That's like one part of it, I guess. So even at an intersection, I'm like, focused on other things, like there's a chance he probably maybe didn't even see you, right? You saw him. So he's a part of your story in that way that you noticed him, like your paths slightly crossed, I suppose, in this way. Like, does that count as a cross? Because you saw him and you were in his like relative presence, but he doesn't even know that you guys crossed. Like, isn't that interesting? You you don't know. I mean, in the same way that like, I, walking through the city, could walk right by my future husband and have no idea. So, I mean, in that way, I wouldn't know either. But you know what I'm saying here? It's like you really just – you don't even know when some of the crosses are happening. Like it doesn't have to be this dramatic like you bump into each other. It's like this is one of those things where you are literally in the same place at the same time and he doesn't even know it. And nothing really happened aside from that. It was like very fleeting. It's like a fleeting pass in traffic. And there you go. Your stories are interconnected once again, just for a a moment in time. How wild. The Sonder of it all. We love it. Okay. So I'm not going to talk about Sonder anymore in this episode because I've really just talked about it too much. Like you guys are, you know, you know at this point, the Sonder of it all. You get it. Last two episodes have been a lot, but also really, you know, well-reviewed from you guys. You guys really seem to have liked me talking about that sort of stuff. So I'm going to definitely continue. I am three quarters of the way done with my book, The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. You guys know that's where Sonder comes from. So once I'm at the end, maybe I'll do a recap. Who knows? Anyway, I want to move into something I've been toying with recently. And I think, I really do think this is going to be extremely relatable And I also think that many of you are going to be like, wow, I never realized that I do that. I truly do think that. So it's been a couple of events that have inspired this thought. And they're kind of, they're not extremely specific. One of them is a little bit more specific than the other. But 
I was at, so last night was my friend's birthday. Well, yesterday was her birthday. We celebrated her birthday dinner at this lovely, lovely place called 12 Chairs. If you guys come to New York, it's such an amazing place. Great ambiance. They have like a lot of space because they have two different rooms and they have an outdoor. It's delicious, like Israeli food. I believe it's Israeli. Yeah, it, it definitely is. So good. So we did her, her birthday there. And my friends and I were all at the table. We were taking like a bunch of videos and photos and stuff, of course, as you do on someone's birthday, because that's just what social media is these days. It's like, was it even her birthday if there weren't seven different videos of her blowing out the candles at different angles? Like, you know, so a lot of videos and stuff were taken. And I realized last night, I was really thinking about it because this is kind of one of those thoughts that has snowballed because when you see your friends taking photos or having their photo taken and then hearing what they say about the photo. Like, for example, someone takes a picture of a person blowing out their birthday candles and they look at it and they're like, oh my God, I hate how I look there. Or like, I hate how I look in this, just in general, taking bikini photos on vacation. Like Colby and I experienced this last week where, you know, she would take a photo of me or I'd take a photo of her and I'd be like, that's my favorite photo. And she's like, okay, I don't like that. I think I've actually talked about this in a podcast episode about why we don't like photos of ourselves. Oh, I definitely have. There's definitely one in the archives about that, but kind of separately. So that's one thing. So like someone looking at an image or photo of themselves or a video of themselves from a different angle and just cringing in disgust. So hang on to that emotion. We're going to couple it with me having a conversation with a friend. This friend of mine has this amazing job that they love and speak very highly of and have amazing coworkers and seem to be living the dream. Like whenever I'm jealous of people that are still in the corporate world because they have this like very cool corporate job, like this is the kind of person, okay, that I'm usually jealous of. So them coming to me and telling me how they want to add on some extra work and like do some social media work and try to like tack on a side hustle to their current workload. So me having this weird, I had this weird feeling in my stomach of like anger at them for wanting to to overwork themselves, okay? Because this person already does so, so much and they are in like the headspace of like, I need to do more, okay? That's the emotion we're pulling from this, not the whole social media, but like more so the fact that this person is doing so much and still wants to do more and is coming to me saying like, how do you do it, Katie? Because I do a lot too. Not saying that I work any harder than anyone else because that's not what this is. It's me doing a bunch of different things. So, okay, those are the two emotions. Let's hold on to them. Let's recount. Okay, so number one, people seeing themselves in photos and cringing, even though I love the photo of them. Number two, the second feeling, emotion of hearing someone talk to you about how they want to like tack on an extra job when they're already doing so much and just having a sinking feeling in your stomach for them. So like I have a sinking feeling in my stomach for both of those situations with those scenarios. And I was trying to unpack why I felt that way. I'm like, is it jealousy? Am I jealous? Like of the second scenario of like this person being so successful in their corporate job and wanting to add on more or like they can do something that I couldn't do when I was at my corporate job. I'm like, is it jealousy? But then I'm like, but I'm getting the same feeling when I'm hearing people trash talk themselves in these photos and being down on their body and picking apart how they look in in photos and not even in photos, just how they look in general, like saying that they need to lose weight or they want to look like this other person. Like I'm in this Instagram group where my friends and I, we share a bunch of things and just chat. It's like a group chat, you know, via Instagram. We share a lot of like celebrity stuff and like news and whatever and talk about it. And a lot of my friends will send photos of the Kardashians or like just Hailey Bieber and co and be like, oh, I wish I had her body. And 
I feel the same way when I'm reading these things too. It's like this one feeling that I just could not pinpoint until I could, until last night I was laying in bed and I had a eureka moment and I realized why this bothers me so much, okay? And the reason is it's like looking in a freaking mirror, guys, because I have the same problems and these are the problems or the, the pieces of myself that I hate the most, okay? I hate that I'm insecure when I see photos of myself and it takes me like a hundred photos for me to get the right one. I hate that I'm constantly overworking myself and asking myself how I can do more. How can I do more with the same hours in the day that I had before that I was barely hanging on to my previous work? And now I just want to do more and I have a hard time saying no. Why do I – I get so angry. My blood boils when I hear my friends talk about these things because they're the same things that I do, that I am, that I hate about myself, that I want to change. And hearing my friends who I love so much talk about these things and themselves in this way makes me want to scream and I give them the advice that I would give myself that I cannot take from myself if that makes sense, okay? Oh my God, I'm like so worked up because this revelation, this was life-changing for me, okay? Because I've said this time and time again, this is a very common concept that you give advice that you wanna hear, but you can't take it yourself. Even if your friends give it back to you, you can't take it for some reason because we're stubborn and it's hard to change, okay? When you've lived your life feeling the same way and exposed to the same things for so long, it's hard to shift and to actually start valuing yourself and actually start treating yourself with love and respect and kindness because it is so much easier to give it to someone else that isn't you, okay? It's really, it's a lot easier to tell your friends loving things and give them loving advice than it is to give yourself that same advice. And I'm not sure, I think it's just because we're so in our heads, we're so in it and change is hard and it oftentimes involves a lot of uncomfortable things, like accepting that my body looks like this, and that's good, that's fine. Instead of waiting for the perfect angle where everything's flattering me and just in whatever way, like maybe I post the first photo because I look happy and that's how I look, okay? And you often go on social media and people post the 170th photo that they took and not the first one. And so I'm accustomed to thinking that, and I know that that's not the first photo they took oftentimes, like typically not, unless you're a guy, sometimes I feel like guys just like, they're like, okay, one and done, perfect. Like one photo of me holding a fish, perfect, that's it. But for me, you know, it's, it's, that's uncomfortable. And then also having to dial things back when I've already committed to things like in the workspace, if I've already committed to tasks and jobs and I've already gotten someone's hopes up that I can do something for them and going back and saying, oh, I'm so sorry, but I I don't have the bandwidth for this. Having to admit that, first of all, it's a big blow to your ego and your your pride, but also you're letting someone down. And I think that is my biggest fear in this freaking world is letting someone down. And then thirdly, having them have to reframe how they see you. Because if I say I can't do this thing, then they thought that I was this super capable, talented person maybe in the beginning to hire me for something. And then when I retract and say, oh, I actually can't do that. Like it's really burning me out and it's actually the bane of my existence. I can't do this. Like I obviously would not phrase it like that, but just saying I don't have the bandwidth for something, they will maybe change their opinion of me and think that I'm lazy or think that I'm not as capable as they thought 
I was in the beginning. So it's a lot of uncomfortable things that come from taking your own advice. That's why we don't do it. And my friends that both of these friends, actually, like the one of them that is critical of their appearance and the other one who is trying to do a lot in the work world, they both have given me advice to do the opposite in my own right. Like, they, you know, when I've taken a photo that I'm like, oh my God, I look horrible in that, my friend will say, no, you don't. You look great. You look like, what are you seeing? Like, why, why, can I, why can you not see what I see? And my other friend who is, you know, trying to take on more work looks at me when I'm burnt out and emotional because I'm actually so burnt out, I actually cry, <laughs> telling me, Katie, maybe you should dial it back a little bit. So it's interesting how the, the grass is always greener. Or you think that you can do it better in terms of the work stuff. I think that you always think, you know, I can do it. I can do it. But I've learned that just because you can doesn't mean you should or have to in that way, at least. So anyway, this is a huge like revelation that I had the other night when I was drifting off. I'm like, wow, this is like looking in a mirror. And that also reminded me of this quote. And I knew it was a Robin Williams quote and I didn't know exactly the wording. So I looked it up to make sure I was not saying it incorrectly, but it's this quote, which honestly just, it gives me full body chills whenever I read it because obviously he has passed away. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. But he said, I think the saddest people always try their hardest to make people happy because they know what it's like to feel absolutely worthless and they don't want anyone else to feel like that. And so similarly, I think that sad is kind of, it's a really huge, huge word, but the people that are struggling, okay, let's just say that, people that are struggling either with their image, self-image, or their worth in terms of their work, they always try their best to make other people feel beautiful in their bodies, capable in their work, or comfortable in their work, we should say. People try very hard to make other people feel comfortable in the areas that they feel lacking in. Okay, because they know how it feels to experience those things and they don't want other people to feel that. But in doing all of that, you totally disregard yourself because you are not doing the work to figure out what you need as a person, like what you need because you matter as well. Okay, those friends of yours that you're pouring into and giving advice to and trying to help they need you, but you need you too. You need you more than they need you, okay? Because you are not you if you don't have yourself to pour into yourself. That was a really horrible sentence, but you know what I mean? Like if your cup is empty, you have nothing to give to other people. But it's so, so hard to take your own advice. It really is, isn't it? It's the hardest thing. And I'm gonna try really hard. I have, I think I've done work recently, like in the past few years, I've, I'm definitely better off now than I used to be every year I'm getting better. It makes me think I often sit with myself and I'm like, what will I be? What will, right now I'm 26. What will 36 year old Katie be doing? How will she view herself? What will she be wearing? Who will she be with and potentially raising? If I have kids then, I hope so, but who knows? Who will she be? Because at this rate, I'm growing and changing and learning I'm proud of myself for that, okay? I'm not perfect, obviously. I could definitely value myself more and I need to work on that. But at least I'm trying because so many people are so quick to run from these feelings and from this uncomfortable stuff. I mean, the first step is actually just thinking about it, okay? Just holding it in your hands and being like, this is a, this is a thing, like this is something. I need to start doing this. Obviously, 
dreams without action are not are just nothing. They're just dust. But at least you're considering it. At least you're figuring out what those things are that you need to work on. And for me, I haven't really been able to figure out those things. Like I you know, slightly have, but I think just pay attention to how your body and how you react to things. Like when my friends were when I experienced both of these situations of the friends talking badly about their bodies and the friend that's trying to take on more work, just the way that I like reacted, it was a literal physical reaction. My stomach hurt. I had a stomach ache, okay, hearing these things. And I realized like I had a sad ache and it wasn't really for them. It was for me. I had a sad ache for myself because I knew that even if I gave the best possible advice to these people, it would be hollow because I'm not taking it myself. Okay, (laughs) that, that is it. That is it. I'm going to do some work on that. But if you guys have ever experienced that when someone is coming to you or you're witnessing something that makes you feel, it's a very specific stomach ache, okay? It's like a, it's not a jealousy ache. It's not. It's a different one. It's like a, it's a sadness, a sadness for this person that you are and this world that we live in and the fact that it is so hard to take care of yourself. Okay, it shouldn't be hard, but it is hard. It is hard to say, I'm going to do this thing that is hard because it will make me better. I will be better off. It might hurt other people, like in the sense of if I can't take on another job and can't do something that someone asked me to do, maybe it will potentially hurt someone else. Like someone else will not benefit from it, but you will benefit from it. And that's a person. Okay, we often forget that we are people too. (laughs) Like I think we do because we're so trapped inside this body and are trying to just give everything we have to other people and to how other people see us. It's just really crazy to think about, isn't it? Anyway, so those are my thoughts. It's, you know, that's uh, my life update, I guess, and what I've been thinking, my big epiphany moment. I don't really want to just go on and on and on about this. I want to let it marinate and sit with you guys so you guys can think about it. And I think I will have a follow-up next week after I just go away from New York for a bit. Leaving New York, definitely, as much as it makes me anxious because I love being here. <laughs> I love being home. It is good for me to clear my head and see a different world because people in New York are crazy, okay? People in New York are workaholics and uh, I mean, okay, I'm just generalizing, but like people here are just it's a different breed in New York, okay? Going to places like South Carolina and Maryland really do give me a different perspective. So I think I think I'll have some more to share next week. But in the meantime, guys, thank you for listening. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. There's actually a siren out my window. It's actually perfect timing. So I will bid you adieu and we'll talk next Thursday. Bye. Bye.